Hello and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that change everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible and ultimately pushed them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. I'm Jeff, and once again, I have the privilege of talking to amazing people who are truly innovating in their particular entrepreneurial space, and we get to hear their stories. Well, when today's guest isn't flying high in a 1977 Cessna, he's helping technology and healthcare companies' traffic, SEO, and pipelines soar to new heights. He's the founder and CEO at MKG Marketing. Please welcome Mike Crass. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, you have been, uh, I mentioned it right there in the preamble that you're a pilot. Is that is that right? I, I noticed that on your LinkedIn. I wanted to kind of Start with that. It is. I'm, I'm a big av geek, and I'm quite impressed that you got two or three aviation references into that introduction. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's nice work. Uh, yes, I've been flying small single-engine aircraft for uh, coming up on four years now. It's a very fun, challenging, and expensive hobby, and it's something that I'm really into. So glad that uh, you brought it up. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, we know that that's something that you're passionate about, but when your feet are on the ground, uh, you're leading MKG. Give us a brief overview of what MKG does, Cessna's eye view, if you will. Sure, sure. And actually, with my Bluetooth headset in the airplane, I can still take calls from the sky. It's just not recommended. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, MKG Marketing. We're a digital marketing agency uh, that helps technology and healthcare brands get found through transparent and measurable digital marketing. And kind of a lot of jargon in there and a few commas. So I, I can actually simplify that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Our clients generally hire us to make them more money than they spend with us. That, that's why they're looking to us to help them out. Gotcha. And this, it's almost a decade. I think you said it's coming up this summer, right? That you'll be 10 years. Correct. Our 10 year anniversary of the summer. And we are super excited to have actually evolved the company into something that honestly, I, I didn't know it would be 10 years later. Uh, we started with the vision of two people and it was always going to be a two-person consulting firm and we would never manage teams and scale and do any of that. And now we are much more than just the pair of us and uh, actually pretty excited about the way that uh, the twists and turns in the road have taken us here. Awesome. Well, that's just, that's the stuff that we want to hear. Let's So let's go back. Let's talk about what you were doing before MKG, kind of like where you got your feet wet, what kind of experience you had, and then what was the moment where you decided, no, we're going to do this on my own. This is a company we want to start, and we're going out on our own. Yeah, so my background is in marketing and communications. I've worked at ad agencies in Los Angeles and then Seattle, where I grew up uh, before starting MKG. My business partner is from the East Coast, uh, so she cut her teeth at you know, some of the larger agencies in New York City, you know, Publicis and uh, Universal McCann and NEC when she moved out to Seattle, which is where we met. 
Um, and so we, you know, we both come from an agency background and we ended up working at the same agency. In fact, Carrie, again, my business partner was my boss at the time. She was great. Um, and we, we had this moment where we realized a couple things. The first one was we worked at a kick-ass agency. Like we don't have that story where, you know, we wanted to burn the barn down on the way out of there. We actually really enjoyed uh, the last agency we were at before we founded MKG. The second thing that we realized is as much as we'd love that agency, we were not going to be able to turn it into a performance marketing agency, which is kind of what I described earlier of you put a dollar into MKG and our goal is to give you two or three or $4 back. Mm. Um, that agency that we were at, while they had some media and marketing chops, they were very much a creative studio. And we knew that, you know, we said that we, we understand what this agency is and where it gets its superpowers from and trying to become a performance marketing shop just isn't it. So we, we kind of knocked our heads together and said, well, what's to stop us from trying this out? And that's where MKG was born, um, actually, when we were both working at the same agency. Awesome. And so when you initially, I guess, uh, went to market, how did you, how did you do that? Like, how did you find new clients? Was it because you already knew some, some folks out there or how did you get things rolling? I guess. Yeah. The first thing that happened was my business partner moved from Seattle to uh, San Jose, California, down to the South end of Silicon Valley with her husband. And we honestly put together a list of all the people we had ever done business with. Um, not just at the agency we met at, but all of our previous agencies. So that's clients, vendors, publishers, people that we were nice to when maybe other people weren't very nice to them. We mm. just put together a big list and we said, let's just start having conversations. And before you knew it, we actually had about, about three or four months into the, the company. Um, we had zero clients. I was writing a lot, you know, writing a lot of blog posts and content for the website um, because I had a lot of free time and no clients who were paying us to do any work. And we ended up running into one of those conversations, like a buzzsaw. Uh, an old colleague of Carrie's said, hey, actually, I'm at a consulting firm now. We're working with this new company called Box, which everyone knows Box now. It competes with Dropbox and Google Drive and all those other cloud storage and collaboration platforms. And uh, he said, hey, we've got a big piece of business. We just won. There's no media planning component or division within my consulting firm that I work with. And we really, that, that's part of the deal. We told them we would bring someone to the table. So, you know, would you, would you want to do this work? Um, so we ended up working with Box. We got a great case study, some great testimonials from that client. And then from there, um, I, even though I do a lot of business development now, I'd never done any cold calling. But I took that case study and I just started picking up the phone and got a list of phone numbers and started calling. And uh, we actually got our second client, which is a company by the name of VMware down in Palo Alto, California, another large you know, global technology company. Yeah. I got them through a cold call. I, I called their front desk in Palo Alto. I said I was looking for Mr. Arun, which was his name. And they said, is he expecting your call? And I said, probably not. And they said, okay, we'll transfer you to his, his office line, not his cell. Um, and they ended up transferring me to the India front office, which, you know, in India, it was like three o'clock in the morning. So somebody actually answered, it must have been a security guard, answered the phone and said, hello. 
And I said, hey, I was looking for Mr. Arun. I was just transferred over here. Are you him? No, 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 that's not me. But let me, in which office? Oh, Palo Alto? Okay, let me look it up. And I heard him, you know, shuffling through papers, trying to find the extension. Okay, I'm going to put you directly through right now. So he puts me directly through, not to our, our second client ever's office line, but to his cell phone. And so he picks up and he, it's an internal, you know, transfer. You can see it's from India. And so he's like, hello? I said, hey, you know, it, it's Mike Crass with MKG Marketing. How are you? And he said, who are you? And then the second thing he said was, how the hell did you get this phone number? And I told him the same story I just told you. I said, well, I called Palo Alto. Palo Alto sent me you know, across the world to India. India sent me back to you. And he said, well, what, what do you want? I said, well, you know, we work, we work with clients like you, you know, such as uh, Box, you know, the, the collaboration company. I'm curious if you'd want to hear about what we've done for them. And maybe you'd want to uh, give us a test drive as well. And uh, he said, if, if you are... I don't think he said smart enough. He used another word um, that's kind of the opposite of smart. But he said, if you are that enough to go through our main switchboard and somehow get to me, fine, you know, come by next Thursday and I'll have a meeting with you. Wow. And we ended up having a meeting. Uh, I caught him at the right time where he was really unhappy with their current agency. I caught him at the right time and we walked in there and had a conversation and said, okay, let's do a 90 day test drive and see how it goes. And um, I said, okay, let's do it. So that, that was kind of how client one and two happened. We, we had a whole lot of no work and then the work kind of just exploded for us after that with those two uh, clients in our pocket. Wow. That is a great story. I love, that's amazing how that just kind of worked out. Uh, how many, so l- let me ask you this then. I know you said you went like four months without, how many times did you make those calls? Would you say, and it didn't work out like, uh, in in that way if you had to compare like yeah how um, hard was it to get to that point <laughs> besides vmware we had a 100% fail rate on cold calling yeah. um it just depended how you wanted to crash and burn really like did you want to get them on the phone and have them tell you never to speak to you again did you want them to never pick up their phone do you want the wrong phone number and you can't find the right one we uh, we could not get it right and we just happened to through happenstance and, and a lot of luck, just stumble into somebody who was actively looking to hire an agency. And I actually got to him and he didn't hang up on me. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And also, obviously, perseverance is obviously a part of that. You're just keep making the calls until until it works out. Um, but, you know, you guys have been going strong for 10 years now. What What are some things that you guys, I guess, are doing differently now than in those early days? Or what did you learn from those experiences that are making you I guess, a better agency today? Sure. Um, the first one, um, I've got to start with a joke. We, we don't cold call anymore. Um, almost <laughs> nobody was, wakes that's up. That's what I was the- wondering. <laughs> I don't want to just yeah, ask no, that, but. Nobody wakes up in the morning and goes, ah, I'm super excited for about five to 10 cold calls today to interrupt whatever I'm actually trying to focus on. That uh, in our business, that just doesn't really compute. Um, so what we are doing that has worked well over the years is and you heard it from those first few customers from Box and VMware, we really focus on customer stories. So like, what have we done? Who have we done it for? And what were some of the nitty gritty details? You know, how did we approach whatever their problem was with a solution? So those customer stories are critical nowadays. Every single one of our new business prospect asked for, they will ask for them today. Um, And if 
they don't, we'll give them anyways, because we want them to understand, you know, when you're hiring an agency, we are selling the information between our two ears and our expertise. Mm -hmm. I don't have a notebook. I don't have an iPhone. I don't have a physical thing I can mail you. Like I'm selling you knowledge, Mm -hmm. just like an attorney does, just like a CPA firm or other professional services companies do. And so customer stories are critical. Um, And the second thing that we've learned over the years is different ways to build or break trust. When you're selling knowledge and I can't really, I can't ship a broken marketing campaign back to Apple and say, hey, it's broken. I want a new one, right? Mm -hmm. So understanding how to build trust has been a really exciting way to spend the past decade because more often than not, building trust centers around how can I focus on you? How can I have awareness of what's going on in your world? And without you asking, begin to solve some of your problems or help you win within your organization. And it's, it's very customer centric. You know, it's kind of more of a buzzword to describe what we like to do to build trust. Um, but more often than not, to build a great way to build trust is to find the biggest problem and punch it in the face. It's uh, kind of like being a new kid on the schoolyard. Like you want to get picked on and, and I'm not advocating violence or anything like sure. that. No, but, I understand. You know, it's, it, it's very much like if you're going to get pushed around, don't punch the medium kid on the, on the schoolyard, find the biggest kid and punch him straight in the face. And um, in a less violent way, you can do that with a lot of our customers problems by probing, asking really deep and rich questions and listening intently to understand like, what is holding you back from being the best version of you or your department within your organization? Yeah, that's great stuff. Uh, obviously, the, the stumbling into that phone call was a huge tipping point for you guys because that was obviously a major get for VMware is huge. Um, were yeah. there other tipping points throughout the, the past decade that you can point to that really kind of changed how you guys do business? Yeah, you know, I think it was about three or four years into the agency, the the ideal customer profile or who we really worked best with and who we served best still was a little undefined. You know, we had a lot of similar clients. At this point, I had moved down to San Francisco. So, you know, my business partner and I were in the Bay Area together. And so there was a lot of technology clients in our portfolio, but there was also nonprofits and education and you know, e-commerce, and we we were kind of all over the place. And so another exercise we did that was a huge tipping point a few years in the business was we got a big whiteboard and we wrote every single client's name onto the whiteboard that we had ever worked with, regardless of whether it went well or poorly. And we started to, almost like a spider web, we, we described elements of what was special about that client. Like, what was it a big company or small company? Do we have a direct relationship with the owner? And that's who we reported our results to, or were we working with a marketing department? You know, what industries were they in? What were they selling? How were they selling it? We, we basically just did um, what I would lovingly call like one of those FBI serial killer boards. I mean, all we were missing was the yarn from A to B. Um, but we actually mapped out who we worked well with and who we don't work well with. And it's taken us from that point almost five years to move our our clients from our portfolio out of the portfolio, who we frankly just were not positioned to serve the best. And didn't mean that we didn't like working with one another, but we just we weren't perfect for them and they weren't perfect for us. And we we 
we're very intentional about only looking for people in our ICP. Um, the other tipping point, you know, that comes to mind is when my business partner and I actually stepped out of day-to-day account management. So, you know, when we were an agency of three, four, five, six people, we still actually joined client meetings and we drove client strategy. We were very involved. Um, but that, that tipping point of us stepping out and us actually hiring people who had been account managers and account executives and account directors was such a profound moment because we were essentially handing that trust baton to them. And we were saying to our clients, like, Hey, I know you like, you know, Jeff, you like working with us, with me and Carrie, but you're going to like working with Sam and Adam and Jessica and Jenna just as much. I promise you like they're Mm. incredibly capable. And frankly, after three or six months, I'm sure you're going to call me and say, what the heck took you so long to get me a real account person. Yeah. Um, and so that was just a big moment of, of truly kind of handing that trust baton. And now our account team is responsible for kind of leading our clients forward in the right direction, earning trust and you know, keeping trust. And I think that as a business owners, taking a step back was scary for us and for our clients, but it was something that if we wanted to get past five or 10 people had to happen. And, um, uh, so that was a big tipping point in the business as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that uh, you, I mean, you said earlier that you guys were in the Bay area and on LinkedIn, I, I'm, I see that you're in new Orleans. Have you guys uh, expanded or moved in other directions? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So we were actually a remote first company even before COVID-19 ever started. Hmm. Um, we definitely had a, a preference to hire people, you know, on the West coast or in new Orleans where I live now. Um, but it wasn't a, a deal breaker. And mm-hmm. so for us, we always look for the right person who will thrive in a remote first environment here at MKG. And when we are together in person, whether it's for annual get togethers or client travel or whatever, um, it's, it's even better to be in person. But um, we consciously made that decision to say, you know, about four or five years ago, we're just going to hire the best people where we can find them. And we're not going to worry that they are, you know, not in our office, you know, area. We're just going to say who's, who's going to thrive the most here and who's going to make our clients the happiest when we bring them on. Yeah. I love that. I also noticed that you're um, you guys pride yourselves on being like a people first company. Tell, tell me what that means to you and your, uh, and your uh, co owner there. Yeah. So Carrie and I, and as my co-founder, we come from agency backgrounds, um, both large and small. Um, she was at very large agencies. And I would put agencies into the professional services realm, or PS for short. So PS businesses, the way that they economically run, if you think about law firms or accounting firms or marketing agencies, is how many billable hours can you essentially crunch out of a human being before they fall over and pass out from exhaustion? And I know I'm being super dramatic here and, and over-dramatizing that uh, world. But that being said, you know, we, we worked at places where it was about the client first. And while our clients are incredibly important, if I have people dropping like flies over here, I can't help my client anyways. Right? I, I might end up in a position where I literally can't help them because there's no body there to help them if we're not taking care of our team. So 
Mm-hmm. Our number one core value at the agency is people first, and we want to be a people-centric organization. So we take care of our people so that they can take care of everyone else. And mm-hmm. I-, I will say that it's not all, you know, like Betty White jumping around the fire, you know, doing a rain dance type people-first stuff of, of you can do anything you want, we'll take care of you. Um, it's not the, you know, the mafia it's people first also includes taking care of other people at our agency. So if somebody is not working out, a hard decision is going to be, Hey, we need to move them into a different department or we need to move them out of this business because other people around them are really struggling because of the, the way that they're conducting themselves. And it doesn't mean that they're doing anything right or wrong or good or bad. It's just like, they're just not working out here. Um, for whatever reason. And the same thing can happen with clients. While we've never asked to change clients directly, we have asked to incorporate other team members from our clients into the conversations if it's really just not working out. Mm-hmm. Um, so people first to us, like I said, it's our number one value. It's incredibly important. And um, it's actually what Carrie, my business partner, that's her crusade is to bring people first to as many people as possible. That's great. Yeah. Well, I want to, before we go, I want to make sure that you have a chance to tell everybody how to find you and where your, uh, like your website and stuff like that. So go ahead. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. The first name's Mike. The last name is Crass. So I'll, I'll speak that, uh, an ICAL, which is the, uh, the Zulu alphabet that pilots use. It's Kilo, Romeo, Alpha, Sierra, Sierra. Easy to find. Look me up on LinkedIn. That's where I really interact with people professionally. And then I'd encourage you to check out our own podcast. If you're listening to this awesome podcast, you might also like ours. Uh, it's called Tea Time for Tech Marketers. And Carrie, my business partner, runs it. And that's really what happens when you marry a British guy and then move to England is uh, you end up talking about tea and digital marketing on a regular basis. So it, it's a lot of really good conversations with a diverse group of individuals um, in a lot of different fields. That's great stuff. Man, thank you so much for being with us on the show today and sharing your story. It's been amazing. Absolutely. I'm going to fly out of here. All right. Sounds good. And uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arcalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.